What's going on, everybody? I'm Enrique Pinheiro, and welcome back to the Hawk Show Talk Show, a Seattle Seahawks podcast. You can find me on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, and I also post highlights and news on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. If you want to follow me on any of these platforms, my username is at Hawk Show Talk Show, if you want to follow or keep up. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about Carlos Dunlap re-signing with the Seattle Seahawks. So let's get right into it, and let's talk some Hawk. So Carlos Dunlap, after, you know, we cut him and I made a whole episode on that and how sad I was because I love Carlos Dunlap. He brought a ton of energy. And while I agreed that he needed to, you know, maybe had to have a restructured deal or take a pay cut, I really wanted to see him return uh, to the Seahawks next season. And it was really sad for me that he got cut, even though I kind of expected it. uh, It was just, you know, it was going to happen, but it was still sad. So when I saw that we re-signed him, I was ecstatic. I'm super happy. And it's about an eight mil per year deal, uh, which at, before we cut him, he was going to be making 14 mil this upcoming season, which I do agree is is a bit much for Carlos Dunlap, uh, his caliber of player. Well, I think he he's around an elite edge, I'd say. At least he, he played elite last year when he, when he elevated our defense. 14 mil is still too much for a player like that who's not, uh, you know, like, an, like a game wrecker. Uh, like like your Aaron Donalds or or TJ Watts that are really like destroying no one you know he didn't deserve that much but luckily we were able to bring him back I got a little worried because this has happened before where we cut players and we intend on bringing them back for cheaper deals and it doesn't work out like with Sherman uh, back in 2018 we cut him said hey if you try to like if you want a cheaper deal you can come back here or we can try and match uh, a different team's deal, but it was too much, so he went to the Niners, and I was worried that was going to happen, especially when I saw that the Ravens were interested in him. Uh, so, you know, I, I got really scared that we are going to lose Los, even though it might not seem like a big deal on paper. It was, I, I would have hated it. I love Carlos Dunlap. I think he brings a ton of energy. He's hilarious. His Instagram stories, his Instagram posts, uh, all around, he's just a great guy, really funny and super fun. So I love having on the Seahawks. Uh, we were able to bring him back, as I said, for eight mil, and that's huge. And uh, a major part of that, he said, was Russell uh, kind of convincing him to come back. So grateful for Russell, and that also helps prove that Russell's here to stay because I don't think he would be, you know, meeting with players, not meeting, but like trying to convince guys like Chris Carson and Carlos Dunlap to come back to Seattle. If you're leaving Seattle, you're obviously not going to try and bring people back to Seattle. Uh, so I think Russell's here to stay, which I thought the whole time. I'm not worried about that. So. Yeah, but this just further proves my point that Russell's here to stay. And it just also further proves the point that Carlos Dunlap is a real one because while it's not for sure, I bet the Ravens or I don't know what other teams, all I know is that the Ravens are interested in him, offered him a good amount of money around the same same price. And right now, people have higher, I don't know, because last year was rough for them, but people have people really boast up the Ravens and uh, like how good they are. They have Lamar. They got a, a great run game, obviously, with him a part of it. Uh, no really receivers, honestly, but the rest of the team is pretty good. The O-line could improve a little bit, but, you know, that defense is great. Clay Campbell, uh, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, uh, Patrick Queen, a ton of great guys there. So, yeah, uh, I could understand Dunlap wanting to go there, uh, but luckily he stayed here, and I'm super grateful. You know, we, we traded for him last year, and he loved the Pacific Northwest up here in Seattle, which happens a ton of time with players. They, they love coming up here. Uh, and, yeah, he, he stayed, and it's going to be great because, as we know, prior to getting him last year, uh, our pass rush was, I think, ranked the worst in the league, supposed to be one of the worst of all time. We traded for Carlos Dunlap, a 
We gave up our heart and soul. We gave up BJ Finney and a seventh rounder. BJ, good luck. I think he's back on the Steelers now. So good luck to him and that seventh rounder. I wonder who it is. But we got Carlos Dunlap. We got him. Changed the game. Uh, he had like, he had 6.5 sacks in the year, I believe. But the thing with that number is when he was in the Bengals for what, the first seven games of the season, they weren't starting him. Same thing with Geno Atkins. Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap, uh, but... I'm going to primarily talk about Dunlap, obviously, because that's the whole point of the video. They didn't start, and it's not because of a skill thing. It's that the Bengals knew, okay, these guys are on their way out. We're going to uh, we're gonna cut ties with them soon. You're trying to get this young team. They had Carl Lawson. They got some other young guys around there. They wanted to make sure those guys get all their playing time rather than you know having the same old Dunlap and Geno Atkinson who aren't here for the long run, aren't here to stick around with Burrow and Mixon and T. Higgins and the future of that team, which... I guess I understand, especially because they're at a they were at a point where it's not tanking, but they know they're not gonna make it far at, at that point this year. So might as well just you know get, give the young guys some experience. But it's it's I don't know. It's weird to see, and I don't really like it. See these veterans, these established guys who are elite level talents, not get play time just because I don't know. It's better for the team, I guess. But team first, you know. Anyways, it was better for Carlos Dunlap to get traded here. He got traded here and. I think he had 10 starts in the year. I don't know if nine of them were with us and one was with Cincy or if they were all with us. Uh, and I don't know if the playoff games counted in that either. But, you know, 6.5 sacks, he was crazy. And just the numbers don't show it because the sacks that he got were so important. Like a super late game one against the football team on Dwayne Haskins, super late into the game, huge uh, sack when on like a fourth quarter, two-minute drive, a sack is huge on those because other teams, clock's still running, they got to use a timeout, they got to do something. It's great. And then, obviously, the infamous Kyler Murray sack. Uh, like, I don't know if it was DJ Humphreys or who he was up against. But he just literally just went right through him and gets to Kyler. It gave us the win on fourth down. Super exciting. Uh, obviously, he had another, a couple more sacks. He had one on Josh Allen, a uh, different one on Kyler earlier in that game. Just an overall great season. And the, the super exciting part of this is now we have Kerry Hyder on the other side, which... We brought Benson back too, which is exciting. But uh, Los, well, he's never had, at least for on the Seahawks, last year the best guys he had were Benson and Rasheem Green and Alton, who all three of those guys I love, especially Alton. But, you know, it would have been nice to have a more kind of high expectation guy on the other side. And Kerry Hyder brings that. And what I'm hoping, what I said in the Kerry Hyder episode, is that Kerry Hyder, his play style is super similar to, um, uh, to Cliff Averill. He's like, he's... He's not fast, obviously, but he's fast for an edge. And, you know, if he can be that kind of speed rusher on, I believe, the right side, while the Leo on the left side, which formerly Michael Bennett, now uh, Carlos Dunlap, can be on on the other side, you know, it's just like just like the the good old days. Uh, Cliff Averill, Michael Bennett, got to replace him with Kerry Hyder and Carlos Dunlap. And I love it. And it, it's fitting, really, because Kerry Hyder, uh, Cliff Averill, let's see, uh, kind of veterans, but not old. They're like both around 28, 29 or whatever. And uh, they both played on the Lions, which is kind of funny. Uh, and they both had, you know, like pretty solid NFL careers. Not like no Pro Bowl years uh, uh, prior to joining the Seahawks, but like pretty solid. Uh, bring him here. Hopefully they can, he can grow. And then on the other side, Michael Bennett and Carlos Dunlap, you got your veteran who uh, was already established. Michael Bennett wasn't making Pro Bowls in his time on the Buccaneers, I believe. But, you know, he was good. And we... We signed Michael Bennett, traded for Dunlap, same thing. And they come here, and it's just a total character guy, like a left end, a Leo, with who's just hilarious. Like, obviously, if you keep up with Carlos Dunlap, you know how funny he is. Uh, first of all, it looks hilarious that he's 43. 
Uh, it looks like he should be lining up a strong safety with that number. But other than that, his stories, uh, there was one where he was trying to pick a jersey number that I love where he's going one, two, three, four. And it, it was just hilarious seeing Carl Sunlap or he's a ton of funny stuff. Uh, his Instagram posts are even funny when uh, when he got released. He had he had a funny response to it. He's just always gonna be funny. And Michael Bennett was that funny guy, you know, uh, stealing the cop's bike after the Packers NFC Championship game and riding it around CenturyLink. Uh, so yeah, just two really funny guys. They remind me of each other, and I think it's gonna be great. Super excited to have Dunlap back. Uh, speaking of you know D line news, and around that time, the day after I believe we we re we got Dunlap back, we cut Jaron Reed. Which is kind of sad uh, to people because he's solid. But I, I, I called it. I thought it should have happened. I was hoping for a trade. We might have got a trade if he wasn't a snitch. Sorry, Jerron Reed. Hoping for the best uh, for, with, for you and KC. But totally snake because, you know, we might have been able to get a trade out of him. Like, even if it was a late round pick, we have no draft picks. A seventh would have been really nice right about now. But, you know, we were probably shopping him. And then he tweets, like, peace out 12s, which... I know the message isn't like there's no bad intention in that. At least I hope not. Where he says "peace out, 12s, he's just saying bye. But the fact is, people see that that goes viral. They know, oh, he's leaving. Like either way, like we don't have to trade for him. He's gonna get cut. Worst case, so that that really ruins stuff. So that's annoying. I don't know if teams already knew and he wasn't gonna get cut. But I'm gonna I I just take away from that that he gave it away that his time in Seattle was up. So teams know I don't need to trade for him. Uh, he's going to get cut. He'll fall right into our laps. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, I said he should be cut or traded because he was making around 14 mil, I think. Uh, 12, 13. I think it was 14 mil, though. Uh, for a guy who cannot play like a guy who makes 14 mil. And same thing with Dunlap. We cut him for it. But Dunlap, the, the deal was that. I don't think he was making 14 mil a year. I think it was a restructure we did last season after we traded for him. But Jerron Reed, well, he should not be... That's like a top five paid Seahawk. And also prior to the Tyler Lockett extension. So it was like Russell, Bobby, Dwayne Brown, and then Jerron Reed. No Pro Bowls. Uh, like two good seasons ever. And you look at the stats. So his first year, he had like, what, one or two sacks. Second year, same thing. Third year, 10.5 sacks. Insane. That's a great year. Next year, he was suspended for six games, but uh, still played 10 games. Like two sacks. And then this year with... Uh, this most recent year, he had like 6.5 again. The way I look at that, first two years, uh, yeah, like, a, uh, like so that's no established pass rusher. Frank Clark wasn't at an elite level yet. Next year, Frank Clark is elite, has a crazy good season. Jerron Reed gets 10.5 sacks. Next year, Frank Clark's gone. We have Clowney, but Connie isn't the same level of pass rusher, uh, at least sacks-wise, as, as Frank Clark. And then I'll get to Dunlap. So... He has another down year, and then with Carlos Dunlap, he has another up year. So look at that. His two elite years were with Frank Clark, like prime Frank Clark, I would say, and then with Carlos Dunlap, which isn't prime, but still great. So you're telling me in the three seasons that he didn't happen to have an elite pass rusher on on the side, like uh, 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 alongside him, you're telling me in, in those three seasons, he had a combined five sacks in three seasons. A guy who is completely dependent on on the ends he has around him should be paid 14 mil if i have a guy paying being paid 14 mil he should be enough alone to prevent your team from being the worst pass rush in the league you know what i'm saying because i understand that he had no help but if we have the worst pass rush in the league nobody on that d-line should be paid 14 mil and that's what the seahawks ended up going with uh probably copied it from me probably stole my flow they definitely got that from me uh got, took my recommendation no but seriously 
uh, a guy who's paid 14 mil should be un should be good enough, should be elite enough to establish a good enough D line to not be ranked the worst. And he wasn't that. Didn't deserve the 14 mil. I was hoping for a pay cut, uh, not a restructure, just literally a pay cut. And I guess there were talks with him about about he wanted a long term deal. And that's what confuses me. He wants a long-term deal because he only has one year left on his contract. Uh, and and he didn't want to take a pay cut or whatever. Like Because I'm sure the Seahawks were open to a pay cut. Why wouldn't we want to keep drawing Reedus? He's he's great. He's solid. But he's not 14 mil great. So uh, he comes in. He wants an extension, a uh, long-term deal. And we, we want a cheaper deal. And they couldn't agree on something. So we cut him. And he goes to the Chiefs, teams up with Frank Clark. Sorry, but he, he's ring chasing. We all know it. No, everyone who's the Chiefs, he stays basically ring chasing. And uh, it's not a bad thing necessarily. I, I don't hate ring chasers. Uh, but, you know, he goes to Chiefs and it's annoying because he says, oh, I want a long-term deal. Oh, I, I don't want to take a pay cut. He's getting seven mil for one year on the Chiefs. So you wanted a long-term deal with us? Why'd you sign a one-year deal with uh, KC? You weren't willing to go lower than 14 mil or I don't know what the limit w was that Pete and John gave him. Why are you getting seven mil from the Chiefs? We definitely could have had a one, uh, a seven mil, uh, seven mil deal with Jerron Reed here in Seattle, but it didn't happen. I don't know the full story on that. It's annoying, uh, but in the end, obviously, I would prefer Carlos Dunlap to Jerron Reed, and that's exactly what happened. And I'm very happy about it. Would love to keep Jerron Reed. Uh, was hoping to replace him with like a Geno Atkins, who's still a vet, but you know he played alongside uh, Dunlap for like what a, a decade almost. Uh, so that would have been cool to see. But right after we cut Jerron Reed, we signed uh, Al Woods, who I'm not crazy about. He's really old. He's not that solid. Uh, and he drew a lot of penalties two years ago when we had him. I remember against the Saints, uh, it was on a field goal, and he like touched the center, and then a field goal turned into a touchdown, so that's annoying. And also, he got suspended for PEDs that season, I, I believe. So, you know, not a fan favorite. He's also a deep defensive tackle, so he's just boring unless you're putting a forward. Uh, so, yeah. I guess that's our D-line. Maybe we'll move LJ inside. That's what I had recommended a while ago, that we move LJ inside because that's what he played in college, basically. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what goes. Kerry Hyder, Dunlap, Puna, mystery defensive tackle, probably LJ, uh, maybe uh, Monet or Al Woods rotating in, and maybe some Geno Atkins or even a rookie. Anyways, that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for watching and listening, depending on what platform you're on. Uh, if there's anything you want me to cover in a future episode, let me know in the comments or I have a I have a submissions box in my link tree, which is in the description. You can press, uh, give me recommendations, questions, uh, feedback, whatever. And yeah, thank you so much for watching. Have a nice day.